0: to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. So I'm going to tell you, we have entered into a season of breakthrough. We have entered into a season of deliverance because I'm going to tell you yesterday, God is birthing something I know through me with with Empowered Women's Ministry that is going to transition to just empowered, you know, for just men need it too. And I was praying to the Lord because it was so much I had to do this week with writing and then the women's. And I'm like, Lord, what, okay, what do you want me to give tomorrow? What, what's, what's the word tomorrow? You know, I need a new word. I need a new word tomorrow. And God was like, it's not about a new word. It's a now word. So it's the now word that he has today. Okay. Um, we're going to go to John 5. And before I do, I do want to honor again, uh, Pastor Tom, Pastors Tom and Becky. I do honor them. I thank them for their ministry. I thank them for trusting the anointing on my life, my husband's life, for the freedom of it. Because sometimes when you go to certain, uh, when you belong to certain bodies of Christ, sometimes the pastors doesn't give you the the liberty to be who you are and to speak things. And then they want to shut you down or tell you you're not ready and give you all this religious mumble jumble stuff. But I thank God for Pastor Tom that he releases the anointing trusted on the inside of you and don't mind coming to you saying you kind of messed up. I haven't had that in a long time, now. <laughs> he hasn't did that. <laughs> he might want to, but he has not. So I do. I thank him for that because you don't get that. So I do. i always like to just honor them, the house that I'm in and, and our, our leaders and who we're under authority under. And honor. And so many of you need to do that. Have someone that you have in your life that mentors you and, and you can honor and you can, you can hear from. That they're coming to you in love. And it's okay. John 5. We're going to go to, I'm going to start at verse 5. And I read from the Amplified, okay? There was a certain man there who had suffered with a deep-seated and lingering disorder for 38 years. When Jesus noticed him lying there helpless, knowing that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you want to become well? Are you really in earnest about getting well? The invalid answered, sir, I have nobody when the water is moving to put me into the pool. But while I'm trying to come into it myself, somebody else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your bed, sleeping pad and walk. Instantly, the man became well and recovered his strength and picked up his bed and walked. But that happened on the Sabbath. So the Jews kept saying to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath and you have no right to pick up your bed. It is not lawful. He answered them, the man who healed me and gave me back my strength, he himself said to me, pick up your bed and walk. They asked him, who is the man who told you, pick up your bed and walk? Now the invalid who had been um, healed did not know who it was. for Jesus had quietly gone away, had passed on unnoticed since there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, when Jesus found him in the temple, he said to him, see, you are well. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. (laughs) For this reason, the Jews began to persecute, annoy, torment Jesus and sought to kill him because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. I'm just going to go right back to verse 5 again. There was a certain man there who had suffered with a deep-seated and lingering disorder for 38 years. We talked briefly about this yesterday. How many believers are just like this man here. They've been living with a deep-seated and lingering spirit or lingering demon and yet are born again. And it's time for you to totally get free from these demons. I'm going to talk a little to you today. Deliverance has not been really taught in the church at all because we think once we receive Jesus, that's it. We say we're going to heaven. We're good. But no, you got some work to do. There are some things that you have been repeating over and over and over and over again, but yet you say sanctified and set free. You're not. And I want you to be totally honest with yourself today. And like I told the ladies yesterday, if you get a little mad at me right now, that's a spirit. And it needs to come out. Okay? We can't keep saying we're kingdom believers, and we've been dealing with the same issue for over 30, what did he say, 30 years? Come on, people of God. We got to do better than that. We look just like the world with our same old issues they have. And it's time to get set free. You know how you got to do it? What did he say? In verse, in verse 6, he says, uh, when Jesus noticed him lying there, knowing that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, do you want to become well? The fact is, is that God said, do you want to be set free? Many of you don't want to. You want to be comfortable in your vomit and your mess. Come on, y'all, listen. I'm not going to give you something to go and make you feel good. I want you to have something where your life is completely, totally changed. That you are totally set free. That you are breaking off the generational curses off of your life. That you are not going to take on what your mother had and your father had and your uncle had. That you are saying the buck stops here. The blood is against it right now in Jesus' name. So you are not going to be one of those believers who's still dealing with the same stuff. You're not going to keep attracting the same demons because you haven't healed yourself from it from the first place. God is saying enough of that. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be set free? I can't go and pray for you unless you receive what I'm saying. I can tell my girls and Tom blue in the face. You guys are beautiful. You're so anointed. But if they don't apply that word themselves, I'm just talking. If you don't apply the word and what it says to you about yourself, it won't work. We can't keep sitting here preaching it to you and keep casting out the devil and keep casting out the devil when you're going to open a door up to him again and then it's going to come back even worse. Come on. Jesus. Verse 8, he says, get up, pick up your bed and walk. Get up. Get up, body of Christ. Get up, remnant. Get up. Rise up. Pick up your own mat and walk. What is it that you keep sitting there holding? You're coming up with excuses. The man was like, well, nobody can help me. Nobody put me in the pool myself when it was going on. Don't we come up with these excuses in the kingdom? Well, I really can't do it. I I don't have the money yet to do that. Well, you know, God didn't really call me in that area. I only want to be comfortable in this area. God is saying, pick up your mat and walk. Let me tell you, Jesus didn't play with his words. He didn't mix his words. He said it flat out. This is what it is. And we as a body have to pick up our mat and walk. Have your voice back. Get your tail from between the legs. Speak for the Lord. Empower and anointing. Stop being scared and fearful of thinking of someone else's feelings or you're offending them. People didn't need to get offended so they can get right. And if they're offended, they're the ones that's offended. That's not your problem. That's their problem. Take it up with the Lord. Right now, I t- every time I preach, I'm like, you know what? Don't come to me. Listen, Latasha, I didn't preach it. You better take it to the Lord. I don't even care. Because I'm only going to say what he's saying. So I'm like, hey. Because you know what? He's, he's tired of this. If my daughters were going through the same thing over and over, I'm going to be like, wait, I don't know what else to do with you. I don't know. I love you, but I don't know what else to do for you. He gave us everything. He gave us everything. So some of us, you know, that's why the Lord was like, I got I to bring this up, but just one for women, But even men need to hear this. Because we have issues up here we got to get free from. We got to get free from the addictions. We got to get free from the lust. We got to get free from the pornography that we're still dabbling in. We got to get free from the witchcraft that we're still dabbling in. We got to get free, people of God. You can't go and minister to anybody else if you're carrying the same old mess with you. Let me tell you, the devil is right up in your face. I said yesterday, I'm not going to just talk about the devil. I'm confronting him. I'm taking back more than just a ground. I'm annihilating his kingdom. And that's what you have to do. Stop playing with the devil. Stop being comfortable with your demons, taking them back home with you. Start being honest and say, you know what? I got to have deliverance. I got to get delivered from this once and for all. His deliverance is available, people of God, today. Today. Come on. Get rid of the anger. Come on, stop. Stop with the anger. Stop getting offended because your sister or brother says something. Stop getting offended. Stop saying this is just how I got to do it. No, stop it. Be free. Say freedom. Freedom. Say it like you mean it, like I said yesterday Freedom. freedom. Come on. Verse 12. They asked him, the invalid, Who is the man who told you to pick up your bed and walk? Now they got to give you permission. So the demons are saying, who told you to let me go ahead and and leave? I ain't ready to leave. Well, no, you got to get up out of here. Don't let somebody give you permission to be free. And then say, well, you can't get free on the Sabbath. He's the God of the Sabbath. We need to do it on the Sabbath, on a Sunday, on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Get free on any day. But don't allow someone to give you permission. Stop with the secrets, as we said yesterday. Stop with the secrets. Go to somebody you can trust and say, this is what I'm dealing with. And when you do go to them, receive what they are saying. If you don't want to hear any truth, don't come to me. Because I'm not going to leave my sister down in her mess. I'm not coming down there with you. You got to be raised up. You got to come up here with me. If you want to stay down there, hey, I'll try to help you, but I'm not. You ain't dragging me down in the mud. Come up, raise up, pick up your mat and walk. Verse 16, 17. For this reason, the Jews began to persecute, annoy, torment Jesus and sought to kill him because he was doing these things in the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father has worked even until now. He has never ceased working. He is still working, and I too must be at divine work. Jesus was like, look, my father's working, and I'm going to work too. It doesn't matter what the religious people were saying. God is absolute. There's no in between with him. There's no gray. It's white and black. It's either hot or cold. And the Lord is saying right now, some of you in here need to be delivered from the spirit of lukewarm. God has said, "Are you more comfortable? Are you are you okay with making people feel comfortable more than you are with making God right with the word?" Because at times we'll hear something and we're like, "Mm, "Well, that's my sister, my brother. I love them. Well, I just let them say what they like to say." No, you need to go. That's that's not biblical. It's not biblical what you're saying. And I'm sorry if I'm making you uncomfortable, but it is what it is. It's just not right. We need to be honest. Because I'm more interested in making God right. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's about him. I'm loving him more than you. <laughs> Can I say it like that? Yeah, yeah, right. And not being a mean way. Because especially if you're in the kingdom, especially if you're representing my daddy, you better be about the word. Don't come at me with your own doctrine of devil. Man, we got to go deeper, people of God. We got to go deeper, man. We got to go deeper than getting Goosebumps. We got to go deeper than falling out in the spirit and getting back up and taking the demons with us. We got to get deeper. We got to get te- deeper than speaking in tongues because devils know how to speak in tongues too. Y'all hearing me? They need to come out today. Come on, because when you when you open yourself up to the, to the enemy and you just sitting there still speaking in tongues, but you're not consuming the word, not spending time with God, you open yourselves up to a deceiving demon. That will speak things to you. And you thinking it's God and going, well, that's the Lord. Because it's not. You opened yourself up to a deceiving, deceiving demon. And you're okay with it. And God is saying, enough. Enough. Let me tell you. Yesterday, we talked about deliverance. And I'll tell you real quick. I didn't tell Kelly anything because Kelly spoke. And I just said, Kelly, you go first before me. You go, oh, this is my time. We're going to do this, da, 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 da. That was it. She started writing on Friday. I started writing on Friday. We didn't know till yesterday. And she was like, the Lord put on me to talk about deliverance. And I'm like, what the? the, the let me tell you this. The spirit is sneaky. I call him Sneaky Stevie. Because <laughs> I'm like, the spirit is all in my business. So she got up and spoke about deliverance. And I'm like, whoa, that's what I'm talking about. And we spoke about deliverance. And it was like God is saying that it's time that this word be in the church. We can't keep going with these feel-good words because it ain't helping. We can't keep going with these. You're going to be blessed with a house and a car. It ain't working. Because, man, I tell you, we sat there and we we started doing deliverance. I'm like, come on up here. We're going to get some ladies set free. And I t- it was the best thing ever to see people get free. It was the, it's the best thing ever to know that you helped get someone delivered. It's the best thing ever. It was a girl here. She was 13 years old. And the enemy was torturing and tormenting her mother. 13. And when I looked and saw that girl going, You come out of my mother. You have no right in Jesus' name. You don't. And, and just at 13. And I'm sitting here like, And what is our excuse? That we what, we scared? We scared the devil? not kingdom believers. She was going after the devil and afterwards I went to her and said, I am so proud of you that you are 13 and you're doing more than some of the women in this place are doing and you're 13. And she was so cute. Remember I came here that time and I danced for the first time? I was like, I do. And she said, now this is my first time casting out devils. (laughs) Honey, TCVC is the place of first, baby. It's the place of first. And if none of you have done it, this is the first for you too. But I'm just telling you, if a 13 year old girl can do it and ain't scared of the devil, you have no reason to be scared either. It can't hurt you. Demons ain't jumping on you if you feel. Say that again. If you feel. Jesus, no excuse for you to use your authority and influence to change people's lives. There's no excuse. No excuse. I love it how the Lord used my influence to get people set free, to get them to be pushed in their calling, their purpose. I love it. And that's why I always honor PT because he was like, he heard from God and pushed me out there and said, look, this is what you got to do. You're doing it. I might've done it scared. Now I'm not. Because you have to get so confident in the call that's on your life that it really doesn't matter what anyone else says or thinks anymore. And don't worry about people being critical, critiquing you and what you're doing. And Because and, believe me, those people ain't done anything anyway. So what are they going to critique for? They ain't doing nothing, but want to critique you. You ever notice once who want to critique, ain't doing nothing. It's like have several seats. Once you start doing a ministry, then come talk to me. Once you've dealt with people under you, then come talk to me. Once you've got some fruit behind your back, come talk to me. And I don't mean no rotten fruit. I want some fresh fruit. I want to see the fruits of the spirit on your life. And then you can come and talk to me. Then you can mentor me. Then you can critique me. Man, I'm telling you, you probably wonder, Natasha, they don't take all that. (laughs) Let me tell you, Jesus has been so good to me. I'm going to always go hard for the Lord. He has always been so good to me. He set my feet upon a rock. He has delivered me from stuff because I was up in idolatry. I was doing witchcraft and dealing with little tarot cards and getting readings from from demons. I did that and I got delivered. Hallelujah. God set me free from it. So I'm going to go hard for him every day because he protects me and my family. He keeps us safe. His blood has been good. We don't have sickness and disease because he's been good. We don't lack because I know who God is in my life. I'm going to go hard for him all the time because he's been a good daddy and he never stops being a good daddy he's always good he spoke the truth about me in his word he says Latasha you're beautiful you're wonderfully made he says Latasha you're rich he didn't lie about me in his word so yes I'm gonna go hard for Jesus because he goes hard for me all the time come on he's a good God he's a good God I don't care what it looks like in politics because God is reigning God laughs in heaven at them God on the throne. God is moving behind the scenes. He's going to do something. He's going to show up and show out. If he closed the lion's mouth, baby, he could take care of politics. If he raised the dead, baby, he could take care of your business. If he, if he laid stick, hands on a sick and they got uh, recovered, what is it that you're thinking that God can't do for you? Come on. Your stuff ain't too hard. The spirits that you're carrying with you time and time again ain't too hard. They can't stay anymore. Today they are getting out. They got their eviction notice. Today. Today. You getting divorced from this stuff. Today. You divorce from anxiety, depression, unforgiveness, rejection, self-pity. Today is your day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. His power and glory is too good. His love is, he loves you too much. The reason he has me up to preach like this is because he loves you too much. And I love you and I'm not going to allow my brothers and sisters to keep dealing with this same old stuff. I'm not going to allow it. Not under my watch. So I'm going to get ready to bring my husband up, but I'm telling you right now, if you want us to pray, don't you leave out of here with them same spirits. Don't you sit there and let that shame and guilt come over on you to go, I don't really want to tell them. Hey, you better shame the devil. Get yourself free today. Ask some of these ladies who's up here throwing it up yesterday, getting that mess out of them. They ain't taking home. Nobody care. I want you to throw all up. I want you free. Come on. That you see, I don't cute praise. I can't have a cute praise. I used to be cute. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Now I'm like, what? I'll kick these shoes off because I know who he is. I know who he is in my life. He's always been there and good. He's always represented. He's always been there. I can't contain my praise anymore. I can't keep doing a little sweet worship. No, because he's good to me and my family. So I'm telling you, your worship is what's going to break off demonic powers. Your prayers break off strongholds. It's you and the anointing on the inside of you. So come on, today is your day, complete victory. Complete victory. Pick up your mat and walk.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God now and forevermore. If you think my wife is serious about what she says, she is. That's the look of determination on her face. She's hard against the enemy, but she's, she's patient and kind toward us. Amen. She loves us. There's different forms of love. You know, there's a love that will discipline you and will correct you. And we do we receive that kind of love here in this house from our pastor. Hallelujah. And, and, and those in leadership. I'm going to talk about what the the spirit of the Lord is calling us to be today in this body. The Lord Jesus Christ is calling us to be more than conquerors because he has paid that price for us. He has been more than a conqueror because he has defeated sin, death, and the grave. He's come to give us life so that we may have it more abundantly. He now lives and dwells on the inside of us. Amen? Amen. That's John 10 10, 2 Corinthians 5 17 and 21, and also Colossians 1 and 26. We are now the new man. We are the new creation, created in the image and his very likeness. You can turn with me to Romans 8 35. If you're there, say amen. 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 Keep this fire going. (laughs) Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep accounted for the slaughter nay in all these things we are more than conquerors we are more than conquerors to through him that loved us we must understand that we are more because he did it he paid the price he made a way for us while we were yet sinners Christ died on the cross for our sins amen and he wants us to know and realize in this season that we are conquerors. You say, what does a conqueror mean? A conqueror simply means a winner. Right. We are victorious in our life. We are set, set to, in this earth to have complete victory in everything we do, say, and touch. Amen. Because we have the anointing on our life. We have the power of God backing us. And we have his authority. Yes. Didn't it say in Luke 10 yes. and 19? Behold, I have given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and nothing by any means shall hurt or harm you. If I am for you, who can be against you and win? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Greater is he in you than he is in in the world. Amen. So I have come today to let you know that we are more then victorious because he's already paid the way. He already, he's already created the path to victory for our lives. So who shall separate us? Amen. Nothing. One might say, Brother Ben, I'm still not sure I'm a conqueror. I don't know the first thing about it. We just allow Jesus by his Holy Spirit, the grace empowerment to flow through us every day and we walk with that grace we walk with that divine anointing that is like dynamite it's explosive any type of power that we're facing any type of difficulty that may be up against us we have that anointing that we can release we have that burden removing yoke destroying power operating in us and through us that can be released at no limit of time because we are victorious. Hallelujah. His power, His power, His authority will give you favor with finances. People will sow into your life. There's no limit of what our Father will do for us. I want to go to a scripture that kind of reflects the character and the nature of a father but I'm gonna go to Haggai two and six main man touched on this on Wednesday hey guy two and six if you if you're having trouble getting there finding that in the Bible just go to Matthew and then go backwards it's about two books from uh, Matthew going towards the opening of the Bible okay and uh you know from experience I've learned from reading the word when we get a strange name like Hagai or or Zerubbabel that kind of turns the mind off cuz we don't know what that means amen and honestly I don't know the meaning of Haggai, but I know I understand what he was purposed to do he's a prophet okay so he he, he heard from the Lord the Lord had some instructions from, from, for his life for the people of God. Amen? Are we the people of God? Amen. Do prophets speak to us? Yes. Yeah, prophets speak to us. They give us instructions. They make things clear on what God is doing in the earth. So Haggai is basically describing to the people of that time, which were, which were in Israel, what God's purposes and plans are in the earth. Because the temple had been desecrated by their enemies. Hello? Yeah, we have some enemies amongst us that want to destroy the plans and the purposes of God. Yeah. So God raised people like Haggai up and, and Zerubbabel and uh, Micah. They were the, uh, the contemporaries of that time, about 500 years or, or so before Jesus Christ had come. Okay, So he's, the, the character of God says this, For thus said the Lord of hosts, Yet once it is a little while, And I will shake the heavens and the earth, and the sea, and the dry land. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 8, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater, Then the former saith the Lord of hosts and in this place will I give peace saith the Lord of hosts So in this scripture God is clearly defining who he is He has power over angel armies He's he's making it clear to the people of God that there's nothing that he can't do He is limitless in his finances. He is limitless in his uh, ability to show forth power and strength. Amen And he's saying that temple will be rebuilt. Was it rebuilt? Yes, it was rebuilt because the Lord had said it. The Lord had spoken it. The Lord had purposed it and the Lord had promised it. And surely it came to pass. Hallelujah. Just as the prophet had spoken. So you say, well, what does that have to do with me? That was then. This is now. God is saying the same thing to you. You are more than a conqueror. Why? Because I made a way for you. I have the heavenly host behind you. Amen. The silver is mine. What are you worried about money all the time? The silver is mine, saith the Lord. The gold is mine. The precious materials, they belong, they belong all to me. I gave it to Adam, but the devil stole it away. Aren't you tired of the devil stealing from you? Aren't you ready to get the devil out of your house? out of your country, out of your town, out of your communities, out of your families, out of your marriages. Amen. Let's expose the enemy today. You're not the enemy. The people of God are not the enemy. It's Satan, the deceiver, that lion spirit, that lion dragon that wants to drag us out of the will of God, that want to keep us fighting and causing decision. And and keep us divided. White against black. Jew against Gentile. Greek against the non-Greek. Old against the young. Woman against men. On and on and on. Amen? So God is saying that. And and then you're reading the Bible. So I come against the spirit of confusion. Because when you're reading the Bible, you're getting confused. You're getting discouraged because you don't understand. And then when you don't understand, you don't know what to do. Well, you got to reach out right. to your bigger brother and sister. Right. If you don't have a bigger brother and sister, I'll be available Praise after God. church to pray with you. Amen. Okay, so we can walk this thing out. Amen. I don't understand everything all the time. Nobody does. But we patient and we wait on the Lord. Amen? Amen. And God shows us and he reveals it to us by the Holy Spirit. Because Scripture says that the Holy Spirit will reveal things to us. Amen. And he will teach us things we did not know if we call upon the name of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. That's Jeremiah 33 and 3. Hallelujah. So we are winners. We are more than victorious. You guys all right? Amen. We're winning. You are the temple of God. Amen. God has, has uh, assigned heaven toward you today. So that you can carry out your your assignment. So you can carry out the desire of your heart. Because by and large, God has placed that desire in you. You got to ask yourself, what are you excited to do? What gets you excited? That's the desire of your heart. Find your place in the kingdom. And if you don't know quite sure, then just keep coming to church. Keep hearing God's word. Keep getting in God's word. Keep speaking God's word. Until God reveals, he'll quicken it. And when you wake up, it'll be there. And when you go to bed, it'll be there. Yeah. Hallelujah. And when you're in the kitchen cooking dinner, it'll be there. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He's placed those desires in their heart. He wants you to do uh, a mighty work in the earth and do great exploits. Yeah. Daniel 11. Hallelujah. Don't get lost. Don't get confused. Trust the plan. Amen. Amen. Trust the plan that God has put together in the earth, that he's already paid a way for us. And he's made a way through his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Our God is provident. Jesus has made us free from sin and death. No, 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 that that was me just quoting scripture, you know, doing great exploits is in Daniel 11 okay Jesus has made us free from sin and death he's freed us from condemnation amen he's destroyed that there are no there's no there's in Christ there's no condemnation that's Romans eight and 1 Jesus has positioned us to be joint heirs of Christ like him the Apostle Paul uh, he wholeheartedly believed that. The scripture says that, and it encourages us to be fully persuaded. We have to know this beyond a shadow of a doubt, saints, that God is with us. Okay? And that we will win. We have the victory over sickness, disease, death, hell, the grave. It doesn't make a difference what it is. We will overcome it. I'm going to read uh, Romans. If you look at Romans 8 once again, I'm going to confirm what the Spirit of God is saying. Just as Tasha preached deliverance, God has provided it. We just have to walk it out. Amen? Once again, there's nothing in earth. Nothing earth, nothing in earth that, that can stop our God, he, for he is unstoppable, which makes us unstoppable because he now lives and resides and, and habitates in us. Okay? So Paul says in verse 38, Romans 8:38, For I am fully, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height, nor depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, shall be able to separate us from the will of God. We have to be fully persuaded, saints of God. Nothing is going to back you up off your call. Nothing in this natural world. Amen. He's covered that. Nothing in the supernatural world. He's covered that. He said principalities. No object. No angel. No fallen angel would be able to separate you, would be able to discourage you, turn you around. Move you off of what you're called to do. I want to ask you today. Do you have a made up mind? Are you persuaded this morning? Paul was persuaded. He was in a jail cell. He was persuaded. Amen. They persecuted Paul. We get discouraged. We get a little cold. Mm -hmm. But he had enemies in his day but he was still he wasn't moving he was still speaking flat-footed declaring the word of the lord in the earth and that's how we got to be today things go on in the school district that aren't right we got to speak what saith the lord on these matters is a boy and a girl the same thing no the bible says male and female created he them amen male and female created he them a lot of once you get that confusion in your mind, then it's gonna you're gonna it's gonna go into your seed, yeah. and in the, the gestation process, that's what's happening a lot because Satan has got this false doctrine in the earth. Uh-huh. People, you know, Satan all, all he had, all he he knows all he has to do is get to your mind, make you to start doubting, yeah. starting believing an evil report, yeah. and now yeah, I want you to have that baby. Oh yeah, yeah. have that baby now because I got your mind, you know. I want your mind, I want your soul, I want your mind, I want your will, I want your emotions. You must cut them off. Amen. So he's covered it again. He says nothing will be able to separate you. Thank God that he's an intercessor. Amen. Thank God that our our Jesus is an intercessor. He told Peter, he says, Peter, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you. Thank thank God for the people that pray for us. I thank God for my grandmother. I thank God for Latasha's grandmother that knew, hey, I got babies. And I'm claiming these babies for the Lord. Pastor Tom says all the time, "I'm, I'm claiming my granddaughter for the Lord. She's for the kingdom. She belongs to him. Amen. Satan, you can't have them. Praise the Lord. We go to Ephesians 4 and 11 I'm getting ready to close a lot of people neglect church they refuse to believe the importance of church therefore when they start to turn and neglect the importance of church they're, turning, they're cutting off their lifeline, saints. It is what it is. You're cutting off your lifeline when you, when you turn your back on the church, your community, your family. Okay? So we must become more skillful and understand God's plan, God's purpose for the church in the earth today. Okay? And this is what Ephesians 4 and 11 are about. And he gave some apostles, if you dare say Amen. If you need more time, say hey. I think we're all there. (laughs) Ephesians 4 and 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Hallelujah. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ I'm going to say that again I'm going to say that again of the son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that is divine will of the Lord amen For us to go into the fullness and the stature of Jesus Christ. That's God's plan. But how do we get there? Through apostles. Through people like Pastor Tom. Who started and raised up a church where there was no church. There was nobody teaching and preaching at that time when he started this church. Christ in you the hope of glory. They're like what? What do you mean? you're making a God you're making yourself into a God what does that mean but he was bold enough to step out and to stand on that and we thank God for that hallelujah amen. but this is how we get there so the minute people start cutting away and cutting away which they do they cut away the importance of the church there's a blinder on the church and some of them never really got to see the importance of the church amen but we we spend so much time on our careers And what we're going to do. We spend 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours. We spend thousands of dollars for our education. But how much time are we giving to the kingdom? How much effort? How much sweat? How much commitment are we giving to the kingdom of heaven? Amen. Amen. He died for us. He gave his very life for us. Amen. Apostles. Apostles. Apostles carry the word of God where there is no word of God. Apostles are brave and bold and anointed and operating in power and mighty deeds. Glory be to God. Prophets see what God has said. Prophets report to the church the, the heart, the motivation of God. Hallelujah. The evangelist takes the word across the world where people haven't heard the word before. The difference between an apostle and evangelist is that the apostle establishes a church. Amen. With functioning members and bodies. But evangelist hits and plants and hits and plants and preaches. So the people that never heard the word of God, they can hear the word of God. And the seeds are planted and sown. Amen. And when you sow into this ministry, that's what you're sowing into. You're sewing into a ministry that's operating in the fivefold yes. ministry. We believe in the apostolic anointing. We believe in the prophetic anointing. We believe in the, the 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 teaching anointing, and the giftings and the call. You're sitting here. It's like you're sitting here. Well, I don't. Know, I'm not sure if I'm called to the fivefold. It's okay. Stay here. Stay in the word. Keep speaking the word until God reveals to you. What you are to do. And guess what? I'm not going to stand in your way. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get behind you. Do I get behind you? Do I get behind you? You. You. All right. I'm behind you. She, she's, 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 she's got a sense of humor, so I can't get too hard up here and, and t- I'll tense up. Hey, we, we got to have the joy. I know this message sounds serious. It sounds intense. And, and yeah, we should be intense, but we don't have to get carried away. Why? Because he did it all. This is not about, this, this is not, I got, I got rid of Ben a long time ago. Okay. In case you haven't noticed, I died a long time ago. So I'm not concerned. I'm not really concerned about me, so to speak, in, in that respect, because I, I live so that Christ may be exalted. And since I've lived like that, he's taking care of me because he's a good keeper. Amen? Amen. We shall not lack any good thing. And we don't. We don't. I've never seen the righteous begging for bread. Amen. But thank God for the church because the church has blessed us in more ways than one. You know, the church has blessed us spiritually. You know, physically. You know, financially. Hello. Hello. Some of us are scared of that word. No, get rid of that. Right. You, you saw what the Lord said. You saw the Lord's heart, the heart this morning. Huh? He said the silver, the gold is mine. I'm going to put it all behind you. I'm going to put the angels of heaven behind you. Because you are my son. You are my daughter. I created you. You may say, well, how did you die for me? I created you. I created everybody for so God for God so loved the world that he gave amen so that we may have life eternally so that we may have life more abundantly he wants us to have his very life man that's a good God that's a good God people wonder why we worship and praise him because he he set us free you know and and then he's promised us eternal life amen we live forever and you know what? Here in the church, we are training to reign forever. Okay? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. If you read in Revelations, Jesus is coming back to the earth with 10,000 saints. He's coming back to the earth to set up his kingdom and the millennial rule. Okay? That's another teaching. All right. But the theology's there. Okay? It's all there. Going into the measure and the fullness of Christ, traditional schools of learning prepare us for specific fields of endeavors. Our lives are largely based on our our career path. Anybody in here know about that? Preparing for your career path. I have some nurses in here. I have some biologists in here. I have some teachers in here. So we know about preparing for our career path. We spend a tremendous amount of time preparing for what we are going to do in life and in which capacity we're going to serve studies show many individuals can change careers up to seven times over the course of life many of us have found challenges and difficulties during that time when uh, during the early years when me and Latasha we were starting out and we were preparing to get uh, married and and being the man that I was I was I was always industrious you know my father put in me as a as a as an early age I mean I saw him you know and and parents in case you you weren't aware of this your children watch you okay so I saw him always with a white shirt uh, slacks going to work to take care of his family because he had five children I was the youngest of those five <clears throat> so in our early years I came into a life to where I was going through some layoffs I was making X amount of money really good money driving a nice car things of that nature. She was going to college, I was going to college, and in the midst, that college happened to be Cal State Northridge in Southern California, and I wanted to be a physical therapist, all right, because I was an athlete, a a big part of my life. I played football, and uh, I was changing. I was no longer gonna play football, so I wanted to be a physical therapist. I wanted to help people work on their body because I knew a lot about the body and things of that nature. But lo and behold, I found out after going a year there uh, and finding out what I really wanted to do in life, uh, find out what I really wanted to do in life, there there came a change in my plans and those plans were, classes were overcrowded. And I found that out after I took out a loan for thousands of dollars to go to school. So guess what? I had to give that money back (laughs) to Bank of America because I couldn't get in. They were, they, were, they were crowded. Again, me being anxious, wanting to do something, wanting to make money, wanting to make it happen, wanting to make a change, I said, well, let me find something else that I can do. I've always loved electronics. I used to stand in back of our TV, and younger kids, you don't know this, but, but back in the 80s and the <laughs> 70s, they used to have vac- vacuum tubes. Amen. He, there, I got a witness right there. I used to stand in back of those TVs, and they had those vacuum tubes, and it used to look like a city behind there. I was like, I would, look, I would look behind there, and then I would look in front of there. I was like, man, how did they get that picture in there? I'm like, where did it come from? I was like, that's fascinating. So I liked electronics as well. So I, I went ahead and enrolled in, in a school, a trade school, uh, UEI there in Van Nuys, California. Graduated, and I've been in uh, telecommunications, electronics ever, ever since, over 20 years now. And i worked for big companies. I made really good money. And now people call me they ask me for advice and I'm getting paid doing something I enjoy doing okay so God is faithful God has been faithful all the way he's been faithful with our marriage our our planning of our wedding uh, faithful with finances and God is gonna see that you succeed amen we don't have to worry about a thing all right so Once again, our Savior has set a church as headquarters of the kingdom of heaven and the earth. The church is where the dynamic weapon that the world has never seen in operation before. It's where we grow in the fullness of stature of Christ according to his divine will. We will soon see the power of the apostolic anointing operating in earth in a greater level. We will soon see the apostolic anointing advancing the church in new areas. This is the time we're living in. This is not a time where we're going to see the church diminish, in case you you have been wondering. This This is the manifestation of the full onslaught, the full power of God. We will see the manifestation of the prophetic anointing revealing downloads from heaven with terrific accuracy. We will experience anointed teaching that will expand our growth level to new heights. Evangelism will be more powerful and exciting. And many saints will take part in that evangelizing the earth. Hallelujah. They're going to take up their bed and they're going to start opening their mouth and telling people about God's kingdom, about God's goodness, about God's power, about God's grace, and all the wonderful things he desires to, to do with us. Pastors will operate in the love of Christ and be greatly honored and esteemed highly for being the church leaders that they are. the church is god's plan it is the plan to of jesus it has been established in the earth to transform amen into the kingdom of heaven that's matthew 6 and 9 uh, revelations 11 5 the church is where we we hone our skills to receive the fullness of jesus we do this by cooperating with the examples and leadership he's put in place until one day you can lead If you desire okay many people are deceived and get discouraged and don't have that revelation but I'm saying to you saints don't don't get discouraged don't get discouraged with your church family and I'm not saying necessarily that you have to go to church here this is not a guilt trip I'm just pointing out principle of the church this is not ben robinson's idea amen this this book was written long before i even was born i'm just pointing point out to you spiritual principles that will give you success amen as as the scripture says if we meditate it meditate on it day and night we will have great success it's 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 a given it's a given it's already been done it's it's a wrap before the foundations of the world god has planned and purposed this not ben robinson or not brother ben all right this is what I want to say am I going over all right all right let me let me say this and then I'll make myself available for prayer if you want to come up for prayer come up I'll be delighted to play pray for you now finally beloved brothers and sisters winners and conquerors when you are in your call and operating in your gifting and you have no rival okay that goes back to God being an originator. He doesn't create duplicates, He doesn't create copies, He doesn't have to, because he's infinite. Okay? So when you're operating in your gifting, in your calling, when God shows you what you are to do, you have no rival. Amen? Job interviews will be enjoyable because the grace of on your life. And many of you will be hired on the spot. It's happened to me. I have, I, we've had people give us houses, brand new houses with no credit report. They never ran a credit report because they sensed the power of God on our life. They trusted us, complete strangers. Okay, That, that happened to us when we moved here from Florida. My wife, I told this story before. My wife was living in Georgia. I had to get down here and make a way for us to, to, to prepare and to come to Florida. We found a beautiful house, brand new house, and, and God had favor with us. Amen. Remember, no one can be better at you than you. Be yourself. Be all that God has made you to be. So take yourself wherever you go. And also, one more, one more declaration. We must no longer be satisfied with church on Sunday morning. can't be satisfied with that anymore. I said we cannot be satisfied with church on Sunday morning alone. Let me reiterate that. With just church on Sunday morning alone. We have to make more room for God to operate in our lives. Okay? And his power, his grace, his anointing will make room for that. Just cooperate with it. Say, Father, I realize in in certain areas I want to do more, but it's hard. It's difficult something keeps pushing me back. Something keeps getting in the way of when I try to make progress. Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes you get more resistance when you're trying to go forward. Yeah, well guess what? Just agree with somebody in prayer about it. Somebody you trust, somebody that knows your heart. Just just ask them to pray for you. Say I want to do certain things but I don't feel like it all the time. You know? Something keeps getting in the way. And saints, many of you have noticed a pattern in your life where you do things and you get great results. Just stick to those things that get results. You know you know, you get better results eating oranges and, and grapefruit before you go to bed. Keep doing that. It's not going to hurt you. Instead of eating chocolate cake. Right? You know chocolate cake, Do you, you, like you, you feel terrible in the morning when you do that. Stop eating the chocolate cake. Amen? As Tasha was saying uh, earlier, just do the common sense things. That's what I do in my life. I'm like, man, you know, pizza... Pizza and, and, and uh french fries and, and stuff like that don't really work well with my body when I when it's time to wake up. Hey Amen. It's too heavy. Your body's digesting all night long and you don't get rest. Okay? Again, another teaching. But uh let's stand to our feet. I want to pray with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you love us unconditionally. We thank you, Father God, that you're not a God of performance. It's not based upon our performance. It's not based upon what we do, Lord God. We're not caught up in works, Lord God. We want to be caught up in your grace. We want to cooperate. We want to flow what you have already said, Lord God. You've laid out the plan because you're a good father. You're providential in all your ways. You're benevolent, Lord God, and we love you for that. You're compassionate, Lord. You had compassion on the sick, and you've explained it to us that that is not your will sickness disease is not your will but health goodness prosperity your abundant life is your perfect will we desire to have the zoe life father god your very life of god in which you have purpose and plan before the foundations of the earth father god i pray that everyone that leaves here father god would have a new understanding a new revelation a new zeal for understanding of what a conqueror means that they understand they are winners They are winners. You have purposed them to win. Not me, but you, Father God, the Lord of creation, the Lord of everything, Father God, the creator of heaven and earth. We praise you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.